Ladies, gentlemen, Thermians, and fellow Questarians, welcome to the only podcast celebrating the 1999 epic space adventure comedy, A Galaxy Quest. I'm Alex. I'm Austin. I'm RJ. And we're three grown-ass men just talking about Galaxy Quest. Today we're focusing on all of the bonus features included on your VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray copy of Galaxy Quest. You're listening to By Grabthar's Hammer. What a podcast. Let's do it. Never give up. Never surrender. By Grabthar's Hammer. What a podcast. I really enjoy the idea that that setup, introducing what we're going to talk about today, how many listeners were like, nope. Bonus features? Exactly. We're gonna be watching and discussing the bonus features. I think the tagline should have been we're watching the bonus features so, so that you don't, you don't have, have to. to. You don't have to. And so if you're you still with us and you're it. still not convinced. No, guys, you don't need I to see him. We'll you, summarize him for you're you. You're gonna want to listen to this episode. But that is exactly what we're going to do, is we are going to watch Every single bonus feature for on you. The, We're uh, watching them for you. you on the Galaxy Quest Blu-ray. Uh, we chose the Blu-ray because it actually it's the one that has the most most comprehensive. Features. I would say yeah, it's kind of a collection of some of the DVDs. So everything that's on the former DVDs are all on this guy. We are going to watch them all, and we are going to talk about them and try to make them entertaining to talk about. We'll do our damnedest. <laughs> we will By do God, our we will. damnedest. And that said, brief caveat: we are not going to watch. All of the bonus features. Most of the bonus features. Today we're focusing on the behind-the-scenes documentary type bonus features. There are some extra ones that we will dig into a little deeper some other time. That's right. We are going to take the bonus features and separate them out so that some of them can have their own episode. That's, That's where we the are. idea, yeah. That's so if you with... like this episode, yeah. don't worry. Yeah. There's more like it coming. People ask us, how are we going to do an ongoing podcast series about one movie? It's shit like this. This is how you <laughs> do it. Idea. You separate them bonus features separate out. separate them out. Just, you know, you, you take your time and you use all your tools that you have. <laughs> yeah. We're well, tool men. And, tool you know, men. you put them back in your tool belt. Uh, Binford tool belt. Uh, well, it's fun. So the version that we're going to be watching again for the bonus features is the Blu-ray version, which we, which me and Alex own, and RJ has his own Blu-ray version. Uh, my Blu-ray ass. version is part of a movie four pack oh, that's correct what okay should Wait, we hold guess on. should we guess the say, other three movies because i four actually pack? don't remember what's on them so i'm gonna throw yeah. one out there and this okay. is probably gonna be on there lost in space yes the remake no, the from remake. the 90s okay. the, is it? there's the matt leblanc there's four movies matt leblanc lost in space okay, lost in space have, that is one of the um, movies galaxy quest is a movie in this is there either or deep impact or armageddon no, no these are all uh the, the theme was space. intergalactic or okay. like space okay the animated. I'm not going to ask for another hint yet. But go ahead. The animated feature film. <laughs> what? Were you going to say Titan A? I was going to say Titan no, A. Titan A is not on it. They're all live action films. Oh, okay. okay. Without. Don't answer. I'm my actually question. trying to think of the fourth one myself. Because okay. don't answer. But my speculation is whether it's going to be all comedy space adventure or if there's like. I no. Like I would say Red Planet's on there. With Red Val Planet Kilmer. is on there. Okay. Red Planet. Val Kilmer and Guys, Trinity and uh, and Mars Atta- uh, uh, To ooh. be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. I'm think not sure what the oh, fourth movie is. It's got to be, uh, what's the one with... Um, it might be Mars Attacks. Well, well, no, what was the other? It the, wasn't the Mars other Attacks, Mars the ones. other Mars movie. No, oh, no, Planet, it's not but, the uh, Gary Sinise. Yeah, Gary Sinise one. The, which I do like. I, I haven't watched it in a called. long time, though. Journey to Mars, Spaceship to Mars, no, Rocket to Mars, no. Mars Town. 
City Man. Mars. Mission to Mars. Mission to Mars. Mission to Mars. Mars. Not on there, though. I think the fourth one is Mars Attacks. Oh, really? I think. Okay. That's kind it's of an odd choice because to put I on there. I bought it because it had Galaxy Quest, but also Mars Attacks. Well, that's... That's a it, weird combo. If it is Mars Attacks, that's fine. All those kind of go together except for Red Planet, just because that's a straight-up drama action. Like, it's, well, you see, no anytime you get a four-pack of movies, there's always one's an usually like, all right, <laughs> we just had to throw this in here because we own it. Yeah, because we own the rights. Uh, but I remember enjoying Red Planet as a I used to youth. love Red Planet, yeah. Of the two Mars films, I, I did prefer Red Planet myself. Yeah, Red Planet's more of an intellectual thriller. And uh, yeah. Mission to Mars is more of like a family. Yeah, it's a little more kinda, feel good. Yeah, a little new agey kind of yeah. by yeah. the end. It gets a little uh, gets weird spiritual or something. Uh, but beyond the the several Blu-ray versions we own, we also like to remind people that we own every version of Galaxy Quest there is to own, which is VHS. I guess there's only three. There's a couple VHS, VHS DVD, DVD, and Blu-ray. And then the I Blu-ray. Wouldn't, you don't have I, the film format in a reel somewhere? But what we like to do as well is anytime we kind of see a DVD, Blu-ray, or VHS copy for sale, if it's cheap, we'll buy it. Which it always is. It's cheap. always cheap. Yeah, I got my like most, to, most recent purchase of the VHS copy of Galaxy Quest was $1. I, uh, $1 I, like steal. I started to do a thing. I saw it on Amazon. And I was like, well, I... You know, I got this new Blu-ray one, so I loaned out my DVD copy to somebody. And what I'm doing now is when I loan you a DVD of Galaxy Quest, it's not a loan. You keep you just it's a gift. Yeah, exactly. We're so I went on Amazon. I was like, oh, I'm going to buy another DVD copy. So I bought some other stuff, and it was in the cart, but it was out of stock. Because it's flying off the shelf. <laughs> it's all going to you. <laughs> flying off the shelf. So it was out of stock. So I placed like an order, a back order. It's like, all right, we'll email you when it's in stock or when it ships. Oh, yeah, have you not been emailed? No, I've been emailed a few months later. Yeah. They're not sending it. <laughs> oh, it's not no, coming back to stock. Not printing they're just anymore. like, we, we don't have this. I thought, I mean, Sorry. It's like just to your address five times. Like, yeah, dude, stop. I got a phone call. Stop ordering Look, this. Man. Like we're taking it off the website. Yeah, it's they, not. they personally know your name. I hey, think it was RJ, from like uh, one of those Amazon uh, stores. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. actually a store or somebody's yeah. thing. You should start selling your versions. Well, that. I was trying to get more. I need a base. So you need a base so you can start selling. <laughs> yeah, them then I'll sell them all. But even the Blu-ray uh, copy on Amazon, I believe, is fairly reasonably priced. You can get that for a reasonable seven to ten dollars, if I had to guess. Guys, should we dive in? What yeah, do you think? should we briefly set this up real quick? How are we going to do this? Do it by I think we'll do it each by individual each section. Feature? So if you have the Blu-ray, you yeah. can follow along. <laughs> the extras. Okay, so set your timer. We're going to hit play at the same time. Yep. If you and, guys uh, want to sync we'll up. We'll tell you which one we're on. But we're just going to go down the list off the Blu-ray. We'll, we'll watch each bit, and then we will discuss them. So you can hear our thoughts and most likely concerns over oh. the both <laughs> features of Galaxy. And hopefully Quest. we can pull some interesting trivia, tidbits, information out of each segment, tell you that so that, you know, if you don't have the time, because you, yeah, you might no not have has, the time. No one has the you time. You might not have the time to watch the bonus features. We can fill you in on the information that you are missing. Uh, real quick, while we're talking about Amazon, I just want everybody to know that I also bought a one- it's a one to fourteen hundredth scale of the Galaxy Quest NSEA protector spaceship. Uh, I bought a model on Amazon. I think for, there's two left on there. Well, you probably ought to get both of those picked up too, because once those are out of stock, odds are they're oh, not yeah. going to print any more of those last guys. Ones. Those, are and, the, uh, those are the only those ones. The last two remaining. I got it, and I was like, "Oh shit! It's like a proper model, like glue, not. I need to buy model glue. What's the age range on that? 1999. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it says." <laughs> 
Age group nerd. I just got a note that said, thanks, RJ. I have two more if you want them. Once you get your protector constructed, you can place it next to our Sequest DSV model that we created when we were you quite a, a bit younger. Model? Yeah, yeah, we don't we, have it anymore. But, yeah, it would have uh, been. In. We built it. We, can we find built you it all right. Uh, well, let's dive in, guys. Let's do this yeah, thing. Yeah, let's so, check them uh, out. Let's kick it off. Stay tuned. We are now jumping into the Galaxy Quest bonus feature. First one up is Historical Documents, the story of Galaxy Quest. Hit it. What's fun about Galaxy Quest? It's sort of hard to something you made to say, oh, that's fun. I know that seems odd, but... I'll say it. What's not fun about Galaxy Quest? All right, this special feature is basically just a behind-the-scenes with some of the cast and crew yeah. and director, screenwriter. I found it absolutely delightful. I, I'd never seen it before. I kind of wished it was a feature-length documentary. documentary. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like it was charming. In particular, the director, Dean Parasol, Mm-hmm. And Bob screenwriter Bob Gordon have Bob wonderful Gordon. chemistry. Those two are just little jokesters, aren't they? I could watch them talk about this movie for quite a while. They were being real funny. I bet they were real crack up on set. Yeah, well, it was like also the kind of it was the more mild nerdy crack up. Like they they were very tame, but just witty and adorable. Yeah. I thought it was great. But no, the whole segment was actually pretty delightful. That being said, there was a lot of it was basically interviews and stuff of them covering. Uh, subjects that we have covered over and over, over and over. Yeah, they should have just listened to the podcast. So that's what I was going to say. If they just put our, an episode of our podcast on the special features, bam. Maybe bam, maybe done. for the uh, twenty year Blu-ray yeah, reissue, they'll do that. <laughs> we'll sell them a couple. Most interesting episodes. thing I found was the writer of the original sc- screenplay for it, named David Howard. Mm-hmm. He kept uh, pronouncing Leonard Nimoy. 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 He says Nimoy. Nimoy. Which threw me off because in, in Leonard Nimoy of Star Trek fame, I, I was under the impression his pronunciation of his name was Nimoy, and I could have been wrong for the last Well, so I feel many like years. I've only heard Nimoy. I've never heard I feel Nimoy. like that happens a lot with actors' last names that are a little strange because you just pronounce what everyone does, and they're yeah. probably and they're, wrong. And they're the wrong. Yeah, like we're wrong. It's not we Nimoy. We could have been wrong. Yeah. Just like Nimoy. we might have been pronouncing Dean Pariso's name wrong oh, the entire way time. wrong. Yeah, we yeah, have no totally, idea. Totally pronounce. way off. I don't know. I've never heard anyone say it. And unless Leonard Nimoy, Nimoy. pronounced his name for us, which is not going to happen now. Then, oh, jeez. Come on, Whoa, man. buddy. Unless we looked up the proper pronunciation. <laughs> We're not going to know Leonard Nimoy's real real name. This is true. I mean, I'm sure that I think someone knows. Someone, someone <laughs> must know. He also... I he. The, what was his name? Dave? That was David Howard. David Howard got into the details of his like spec script that they sold, which became Galaxy Quest, written by Bob Gordon. Yeah. So it was really initially like his idea. He wrote this movie, but they used the idea, and Bob Gordon wrote Galaxy Quest. So his script was called Captain Starshine. <laughs> yeah, I heard he he briefly says it something like a script came in and was uh, Captain Starshine. It's like Captain Starshine. It sounds like a Mario Brothers side yeah. quest or something. And the whole point of his movie was that the Alan Rickman character, after the show, becomes like a mad scientist and like becomes yeah. Alan the, Rickman's character. Be, became it's essentially the Stargate. Yeah. He becomes like the lord over like an. Uh, a race of aliens and then the aliens come try to find their tv hero captain starshine which was would be tim allen yeah he made it basically sound like alan rickman's character would get jealous for whatever reason but the best part he said he 
accidentally opens a rift in time and space. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure they would have fleshed it out a bit more if that was the script. Oh, I that hope they, they didn't. Used. I hope no. that was but it. he just accidentally discovers a rift in time and space. And then it said he travels to a planet, takes over the planet, rules the planet, and then that's when the that alien race gets involved and gets Tim Allen's character involved. I want I, I would like to see crazy. that movie just because I want to see the actor become the tyrant. Yeah. And how yeah. that arc works. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was very interesting. It would have been a darker movie. It's like yeah. a Breaking Bad character study. I yeah. Think. I did also, back on David Howard, the original writer, he talked. He seemed also very charming. He seemed like a real mm-hmm. nice guy. Like just a guy just like to Everybody hang out working with. on this movie is real nice. Yeah, it seems real chill. David Howard, if you're listening, if you want to come on, we'll just hang out. We yeah, don't, we you could, you could walk we don't us have to talk about the movie. You yeah. can walk us through Captain Starship. Yeah, we'll I'd like out. to know what happens. But uh, I thought it was pretty cool. He talked during the interview. He talked about how this was his first sold uh, script he ever got he got bought, mm-hmm. and uh, he said it was he's you know he was living out in L.A. working on scripts it was the first one he ever sold, and then he said he never imagined it would get the budget that it got mm-hmm. and get the. Uh, the publicity that let got. alone just get made get made yeah like so i thought that was very that was charming that bear was in nice mind the hear. final movie was probably nothing like what he wrote but, but he he made he probably made a little bit of cash and he then he got idea. to see it unfold into a movie starring tim the Tool and that's Man, what Taylor. any screenwriter could ask for i think what to have tim allen in your movie yeah. yeah well your first script that gets sold maybe they're not making it word for word but they made your idea. True. And, and that's it was good a enough. big budget movie in 99. That's true. Came out on Christmas. It being 2016, if I wrote a script now with Tim Allen in mind, I think I could also get that sold. The final point I to noticed Tim Allen from directly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'd buy it. From the documentary, from the little behind the scenes there, is that the producer, Mark Johnson, made a comment about this movie is a celebration of the diehard fans who end up saving the day. And that's yeah. something that we've mentioned before. I also this movie love really that. is. the same note. Yeah. Because I think mo- we briefly touched on, but we've never really pointed out like he did that in the end, the actual heroes are the fanboys. And that's what makes this movie character. so special. They, they said yeah. a lot that everyone's in on the joke in this movie being that the fans under like get the jokes about the convention and fans being crazy. And yeah, dirty, yeah. but it's also really for them because well, you want your like the heroes of a show to be like that. Even the actors, you like you want Tim Allen to be a cool dude. Yeah. In this movie, you get to see that the only reason they are able to succeed is with the help of the fandom. Because the, the actual because fans, fans are, have been all of their mm-hmm. the, all of the fans' dedication, passion, obsession. It pays off. Mm-hmm. And that's that was a neat spin. And that'll eventually happen when aliens actually contact us. Yeah. All the Star Trek. Trekkers, Trekkers, help also, out. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing is that uh, David Howard, the original writer, and the Bob Gordon, Bob Gordon, they were all Trek, Trek, Trekkers. Sorry, I almost trek, said Trekkies trek, again. Trek, trek. They were all Trekkers, uh, and they talked about that. Like clearly, mm-hmm. that was obviously the influence, but they really were actual fans. So that came through in the script for sure. All right, on to the next one. <laughs> next segment: Never give up. Never surrender. The intrepid crew of the NSEA Protector. Tim was the only cast member that was um, already cast. Perfect thing about Tim, he's gonna kill me for saying this, he has just finished a very successful television series. Um, and and it was over. So it, it felt to me like there are aspects in Tim's life that he could draw on completely for this character. This was also delightful. Dude, this was so much fun. Just focusing on the cast. Loved the Tim Allen section. Came in, I came in hot with came Tim in Allen. hot with Tim. And I liked how they kind of made the point that he was just off of home improvement uh-huh. so that it was actually kind of good for his character because he needed that, like, 
experience of being number one on cable and then like that's over and, Adam, yeah. and how do you feel about it yeah because that was funny because then even tim in the interview pointed out the same thing the resemblance of the characters there of going from a, the most popular tv show mm-hmm. that was happening right into off home improvement coming into just you know the show's done what do i do now and that's definitely what his character is from the galaxy yeah, Quest definitely show. paralleled pretty well and it, by favor though was tim uh, in the interview with tim allen he talks about how he's a sci-fi nerd he loves sci-fi adventure and how he is made to be a captain like yeah he, he, he said quote he was a quote cheesy star trek guy yeah. Like, I am that guy. Yeah, yeah. And it was perfect because he nails it. It's like he knew exactly what he was doing, and it's fun to see him, like, not only do the role right, but he loved it, apparently. Yeah, like, yeah playing that really Shatner character. And I also liked how the director, Dean Pariseau, said Tim Allen is a bit of an expert at playing an ass. That, yeah, that was really funny. Basically sums up his character perfectly, yeah. That was great. I've become friends with uh, Bill Shatner since this because I, I, I just... I like I like the guy. He said you did me in the in the chair, and I said, well, actually, I did Yul Brenner in Ten Commandments. That's where I got that posture. Moses, Moses, Moses. What do you bring me dressed in the garb of Hebrew slave? And that was and Shatner was like defeated. What? Right after that, they interview and and talk about Alan Rickman's character yeah. in the film. Alan Rickman playing Alexander Dane, and it sounds like Alan Rickman did just just didn't put up with any bullshit on that set. No, no, he just sat in his chair. Just sat in his chair, exerting no energy, I think is what Daryl Mitchell <laughs> said. No energy. And yeah. it sounded, in between takes. It, for sure, it sounded like he, uh, Alan Rickman, did not appreciate Tim Allen and Daryl Mitchell's fart jokes. And no. I think he didn't, horse play. Like, he didn't get them, but then he realized, like Tim Allen said, he realizes that, oh, that's your... That's part of your that's that's Tim process. process. He and Sigourney would do these these exercises. You know, they're really very veteran actors that need processing time, none of which I need. By the time the movie was over, I hope Al and I became much better friends because he says, all that screaming about your farts is really your process. And I should not be any more disturbed about that process than people that go in a room going, la, 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 la. I said, oh, the guy gets me. Yeah, Tim Allen's got to blow off some steam in between... Out of his butt. In between scenes. In between his cheeks. I thought it was funny, though, that when the director says that uh, Alan Rickman was actually the second actor to sign on... Yeah, that was pretty rad. I was very surprised, because I think we've talked about it before, how Alan Rickman, we love obviously love that he's in it, but he's the one actor that we're surprised was in mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah. He just doesn't seem like the type of actor that would sign on for the role, but to see that he signed up second yeah, after Tim Allen... Yeah, knowing he got a script... It. And Tim Allen's name yeah, attached. And that's and all it was it like, he was sold. Yeah, I mean, that's all it takes, man. I'll do that. But yeah, he he's another one during the interview. He seems to actually be into the role. He loved playing that character just like Tim Allen did. And it's it's awesome to see that they actually were into their characters. These and, like, interviews were really it. nice because you can tell how genuinely affectionate each person is for this movie. I agree. Yeah. Like, because even Alan Rickman's interview, he's just like, can't say a bad thing about the experience yeah. no no on all of them they all seem to have a good time on yeah it, they so. had a good time and in the segment it looks like they were all having a good time behind the scenes on the set having goofing around it is fun jokes. to see because like i don't think we can find like necessarily galaxy quest blooper reel or anything uh but this well, is i don't f- know we haven't got yeah, that that's, true. <laughs> that's true is there one on here that would be very exciting but this is my first exposure to seeing the kind of the behind the scenes of them jacking around on set in between takes and mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome to see them like having a good time it was funny that what is it? enrico colantoni daryl mitchell and tim allen were like the jokesters yeah the ones who in between takes were just like fucking around they were the three amigos on the set that's funny 
Alan Rickman talking about Tony Shalhoub make me made me feel really good because he was just like you could tell he has nothing but the utmost respect for Tony Shalhoub's performance. Yeah, based on a character that had no detail. Well, you just watch him in sort of dumb admiration, really, with what he can do with nothing. There was a real sense of an inner life there, and I hope that was true of everybody. Exactly. Sam Rockwell brought that up in the interview, saying that it was definitely the he thought the thinnest. It was all like the thinnest character. There's no details. Yeah, well, that's what they were saying. That Tony was the Tony Shalhoub's character was the one who had it was least fleshed out. He was the one who kind of had to come up with his bit. But it was also great to see Tony Shalhoub talk about the Asian. When I read it, I assumed it was you know for an Asian actor. I said, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. This isn't really, isn't really a part I should do. I'm not going to play an Asian guy, but I'll play a guy who plays an Asian guy. Speaking of Fred Kwan, they talked about how he's not necessarily a stoner, which is what we talk about all the time, yeah. how it's so much fun to assume that he's high. I still will. I, same thing. I think, I think <laughs> I, that's I still the I agree that idea. he is a burnout. That doesn't mean he stopped doing Exactly. Drugs. I think that's also the play. They say that he's more of just a burnt out character and a burnt out actor, but it's you can still see it in his eyes and some of the roles and the, or the, some of the scenes he plays that he's high. He's supposed to be high. It's, it's inferring that he's a bit out of his gourd right there. Love that shit. What'd you, you told me something about Sam Rockwell's shirt. Oh yeah. Well, during the interview, the whole entire interview on this uh, special features during when they're interviewing Sam Rockwell, he's got a shirt on, it's got a Nike swish and it, it says what you think says it's just Nike, but it actually it says Mike. So instead of N I K E, it's M I. So it's just this Nike switch with Mike. Huh? I had I didn't even know. Good observation, that. I want, Austin. I, I want that shirt the whole good time. Eyes. I'm like, man, I want that shirt. It reminds me of the T-shirt that uh, our buddy Archie wears. That's a photo of. Oh, yeah. Hanson, and then underneath it says Nirvana. 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 Yeah. Wonderful <laughs> shirt. Because they're in like, the same pose as that famous It's, yeah. just, it's something photo. so it's dumb great. that it's brilliant. Yeah. It's That's great. great. It's fun to see how the actors got to flesh out their own characters for the most part. They had Some of them had more to work with than others, but they all got to make it their own because they're just awesome actors and hilarious. On to the next one. I need some change. Can you get me a gig? I need some high heel kicks for me and the kids. When they clean glasses, we pour beer. A little toast from the moon with some New York flair. But I love you, Sam. Have a drink for me because we're on a quest to, to the, the galaxy. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Anyone want to summarize Sigour- what we just saw? I could summarize it with the yeah. title on the Blu-ray. Because I just watched Sigourney it and I still can't summarize Weaver it. Raps. They made a music video for her agent's birthday because they were on set. Hachi, and it involved Hachi. a good chunk of the cast. And they just made a little rap video. You know... I'm surprised she signed off on that being included the, in the bonus feature. Yeah, I feel like if I made you guys a rap video, I'd be like, hey, don't fucking show this to anybody, please. <laughs> it's one of those, you know, that was entertaining, but I kind of kept looking away from the screen a little bit. It, was a, it, it was, made me a little awkward. It was very <laughs> awkward. That was clearly <laughs> a, that was a, a video. That was a friend joke. Yes, that should have just been for the friends. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it made the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray was definitely just looking for features to list. <laughs> yeah. Did you know? Everybody in the cast got an email. Did you guys do anything funny or like have exactly. any video? Yeah. And someone submitted that as a joke and it made the yeah, made The bonus the feature section was running a little thin when yeah, they reached out the for that there. one. My goodness. Oh, that, boy. that was something. I can't give enough credit to the set and the production design was great. That could have been real cheesy. It wasn't. 
Rabthar's hammer. What amazing effect. <laughs> what what, amazing. what an amazing bonus feature. <laughs> the key word we could take away from this uh, is revolutionary. I think revolutionary. they use that term describing the effects for this. I like I loved how every time they would talk about how great the effects are in the corner, it would say interview 1999. We're revolutionizing it's, makeup. It's just dating it so hard, which is perfect because at the time I'm sure these look great, but whoa boy, they don't hold up. Well, lots of them do. So yeah, yeah, some of, of them, them do. do. And they brought up a good point how Stan Winston, Stan revolutionary Winston. makeup artist Which is Stan true. Winston. I mean, he Stan is Winston's a, the man of practical effects. Like yeah, he, Terminator, like, Jurassic love, Park. Like, and they, they, drop, they name drop Jurassic Park and Terminator and Congo. 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 What is it with the apes in Congo? I'm like, yeah. wait. Have that? you guys, have you ever watched any of those Stan Winston's teaching videos online? No, not. So they're, you, we should check them out. Viewers or viewers. Wow. Listeners. You should mom. become viewers, mom. And uh, you should YouTube these Stan Winston uh, instructional videos. They show how they did like Jurassic Park dinosaurs, Congo apesers, one of the videos, Terminator. They're really short and informative little videos of how the practical effects were made. I was blown away that uh, he made... Saris, that's cool. Well, yeah, and, and they yeah. talked about in the bonus feature how Saris was kind of revolutionary in that it was a full body suit, a make, technically a makeup suit, but it was fully articulated yeah. in the face where the actor inside Robert Sachs, any mov- movement or motion that he was making was reflected on Saris's mask as it well. It was what I took away from that very brief bonus feature <laughs> on all the special effects. Yeah. Mercifully brief. Mercifully brief. A lot of practical stuff in there that I didn't, think was practical like saris's ship, saris's ship they, yeah, built, they built a miniature a miniature yeah. and fucking shot it yeah which which, awesome. which within yeah because then they showed a clip of it and i was like yeah i guess that makes sense but once you you know put it into that cgi background of space and whatever then you get confused what's real or not but mm-hmm. that was a real ship they built yeah. and pretty then cool. uh they spent a lot of time talking about how the bridge was on a rigged system yeah, so shake. the camera doesn't shake the stage shakes. Yeah. The, sound, so the sound stage was actually shaking. They're not just like fake falling over, like literally holding on to this shaking million, millions of dollars. And they did. It was set. fun. They showed a little clip of the the scene shaking as Alan Rickman's trying to deliver a line. And it's clearly not the one they used in the movie because he couldn't get it outright because yeah. it kept shaking. Like, it, kept, yeah. it kept interrupting his line of dialogue, which I thought was funny. I'm was sure. Pretty good. Well, fantastic bonus feature, and it was a good acknowledgement of Stan Winston and Industrial Light and Magic True. being involved. True. I, my favorite bit about that was they, towards the end there, they were talking about when they were recreating the original Galaxy Quest TV show bits and how much fun they had filming that, because they basically they got to make it look bad on purpose. The bad television show when we're shooting it. This was the best day on the set for me. I think it, we shot all that so stuff in fun. one day. Yeah. No, we did. We shot it in half a day, actually. We shot it at the speed that you would normally shoot that on a television series. It was the best. Yeah. It was a soundstage with, like, what, six sets. It had the By Grapthar's Hammer flag. It It had had the paper mache rock. The fake chompers. And it was just, you know, for me, it was, that was the magic day. Because it was just like being on the set of these old shows that I loved. Of either Trek or Lost in Space or any of these shows. But it was awesome to see the director and the other creator how much fun they had. Oh, they, they love that shit. They out yeah. so hard. It's just great. It's cool to know that they genuinely were having a great time on set as well. I, I think I, it shows, I, guys. I think it shows in the movie. It shows. What a delightful bonus feature. I will never watch that again. All right, moving on. Rico Colantone comes in to the casting session. I've never met him before. I don't know him at all. And he does the part of Mathazar. And, and, it's, and it's good and starts to leave the room, but he's got something. He's thinking, maybe I should do this thing, is the look on his face. 
And I said, what? Please, Commander, you are our last hope. The voice came from a vocal exercise that I learned at Yale. It's just the touching of all the seven resonators. And that was it. I mean, we stopped right there and just said, yeah, 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 you. Okay, so that one was even shorter. <laughs> alien school. This is a alien, alien school. Creating By the Thermian race. Hammer. What is an alien school? Very brief. But informative. But informative. Yeah, I think it was cool to see, you know, what all went into I mean, creating the backstory and... Two big takeaways for me. Memories. It was good to see Alan Rickman describing so seriously. <laughs> yeah, he was in his in his sophisticated manner. How ridiculous! He didn't, he didn't fuck around. The Thermians no. were even describing how goofy they were. He's just so serious. In the and then Sam Rockwell in the in an interview talked about how Enrico Corlatoni, Corlatoni, Corlatoni. They said his name and Corlatoni should have phonetically it spelled Colantoni. it out. Enrico was basically responsible for inventing the Thermian way of speaking. Yeah, found that and, very you know, it sounds like in most of the mannerisms, the faces, the the weird, awkward smile the whole time, because at the very beginning they talked about how they in the original script the Thermians were not fleshed out. They didn't really have much character, you know, acting development to them. So he mm -hmm. came on board and in his uh, in his audition added and created the whole Thermian race basically. As far as a bonus feature, I would give that one a C. <laughs> oh yeah, that was uh, like yeah, if it was five minutes long. Two minutes was on making the Thermians what they yeah, were. And the then, rest was clips and just favorite parts were, with the Thermians. It was in just them. clips, and they were interviewing the actors, and the actors would just basically talk about their favorite clips, and then they would show that clip. Yeah, <laughs> roll the clip. It's like they basically would just keep showing clips from the movie. But yeah, you know, that was seemed like it might have been a bit of a Blu-ray filler, but hey. We'll take it. But we'll hey, take it. Tim Allen was enthused. Every Tim time they showed Tim time. Allen being he's, interviewed, he's, he's, he's stoked about the movie. He's he still is. Be there. Uh, I think that sums it up for the special features. Guys, if you don't have your own copy of Galaxy Quest on Blu-ray, I believe you can get it on Amazon for like seven bucks. Yeah, we actually get a cut of that now. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's worth it. it. The only ones available are, are our stockpile. Yeah. We're just selling it. Got, <laughs> We're just make sure you get the one that's got our logo on the front yeah. of the box, the, the if it, decal. If it doesn't uh, have our logo, it's not quality. If our summaries of the bonus features aren't enough for you, I suggest you just dive in for yourself because uh, you're going to want to see what we just saw. You know what? <laughs> what? I have one complaint. I wish they were longer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. do you? I fucking <laughs> love behind the scenes documentaries, man. Yeah, how about those true. extended Lord of the Rings things? They have like two DVDs yeah. of just literally every some, minute of them making. There the was movie. some pretty decent, some good stuff. Towards there were some the good cuts there. in there for sure, uh, and yeah. then some filler stuff. But hey, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy we watched it. And now for a Galaxy Quest haiku. Extra content time. Brief but fun. More would be good. Captain Starshine? No. Never give up. Never surrender. Don't forget to buy a Galaxy Quest t-shirt on your way out. Thank you. Woo!